We are on the 12th sermon of this series. Living in the joy of expect, should be expectation or expectancy on Christ. Don't have to stand for this. I'm just going to read it. But please listen. But whatever former things I had that might have been of gain to me, that I thought would have gave me success, that I thought would benefit me in a worldly way. Whatever I put my confidence in, my dependency on, whatever the world said was something, but I found out it was nothing. <laughs> whatever I found myself chasing that was not Christ, because I thought that was the answer to my need. I thought if I could get this, that, and everything else, I thought I'd be satisfied. The very thing that I thought that if I just catch it, if I could attain it, if I just could have her, him, or whatever, And I realized that they could not feel the hole in my soul. Uh, are y'all feeling Paul now? Are y'all feeling him? He said, he said I, I, I was chasing because I thought that was it. I was more zealous because I thought that I have attained something. And the more I arrived, the more I realized that wasn't it. Am I speaking your story yet? When I caught the very thing that I knew for sure that would make me happy, that would be my blessing, it became my curse. <laughs> Listen to Paul. Listen to Paul. He said, he said, 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 whatever former things that I might have been gained to me. I have considered it now that I see the truth. Now that the light is on and I have come out of darkness into his marvelous light. All that is lost is rubbish, is nothing because I realized I was chasing a lie. Yes, furthermore, I count everything as lost compared to the possession of the priceless privilege. <laughs> the overwhelming preciousness, the, the surpassing worth, the supreme advantage of knowing, listen, not religion, of knowing relationship with Christ my God, my creator, the one who made us, 
wants to have a relationship with us, not based on us, but based on him. It's funny the things we're allowed to get in the way. I love that song the choir just sung, but the truth of the matter is, I wish we could. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, we can. So I wish we would. We are learning. We are learning. If you want to know the secret to peace, the secret of joy, it is putting it all in his hands. Can, can, can I get for real with us? Your biggest enemy is not the devil. Your biggest enemy is not whoever it is that gets on your last nerve. Your biggest enemy is not even the situation that you thought you could handle, but now you found out that you can't handle. Woo. <laughs> Our biggest enemy is us for not trusting God at his word. Let me explain what faith is. Faith is that God has laid out his character and his word and he says, this is who I am, and this is who I am towards you. And I have proven it by sending my only begotten son, the second person of the Godhead. And he gave everything to be in fellowship and relationship with you. He moved your sin problem out the way because he don't count that as your sin anymore because he paid the price for it. Now, all I'm asking you all to do is put everything this, that, oh, uh, we was, we was bumping it when we was at, that music was at, when people, ah! I'm, And we would scream even more when we experience the joy of doing it. When we really experience the peace that comes with putting it in his hands. Even the stuff we don't want to put in his hands. Paul saw enough of Jesus that he saw that he was bigger than all of life. I hate to say this. Sometimes even religion get in the way. We know how to do church, but do you know how to do Jesus? There's a difference. There's a difference. I'm learning that when my peace, when my joy is disturbed, and believe me, Satan wants to disturb your peace and your joy. He wants, some of us don't realize we're doing battle with a spiritual being that's trying to steal your joy, that's trying to steal your peace. Trying to, so he sets fires all around you 
And whenever we think we're big and bad enough to handle it, what we're doing is going deeper into his tribe. I minister to people, and, 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 and they come to a point where they get just a little bit of their peace, and they say, I didn't know this was real. Been in church all their lives, and they thought that this, the, 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 the unrest of peace, the franticness, the, 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 the just, just, they think that's normal. Not for you if you're a child of God. What, what do you think Jesus came? He came to deliver us from that. 1 John 3 said he came to destroy the works of the devil. And it says, and then you go into a Greek, it means to set us loose, to loosen us from the bondage of all of Paul as saw as Paul was messed up. Why do you think he was so angry coming into Damascus? He wasn't just angry with the Christians. He was angry with the disturbance that they placed in his heart and his mind because they were disturbing him. <laughs> Folks that don't know Jesus, why they hate him so much? Why atheists, if you're right, why, why are you so hateful? Because the name of Jesus, when you don't know him, disturbs you. He's a stumbling block to those. He's a offense to those that know. But, but we that know him should have something different than what the world has. And it goes back to, watch this, intentionally, deliberately putting everything in his hands. You know, you can worry till, till, till here the doomsday, and your worry don't change nothing. We have to have an expectation. <laughs> If you want some joy, if you want some peace that the devil can't take away, then you got to have an expectation on Christ. You got, I'm going to say this. Prayer ought to be our best friend. Let me say it again. Prayer and the word of God shows us Christ. Let me go here. Go here. This is God. His heart, his mind. When I open it up with faith, it jumps out at me. It speaks to me. It directs me because, I, because we are putting an expectation on the only one that can handle it. Paul was in self, doing self, seemed like he was doing pretty well 
on the outside, but he was messed up on the inside. Don't ever look at somebody outside and think they're doing well. They may be on the verge of suicide because the stuff you got on the outside, it won't give you peace. It doesn't give you security. It doesn't give you joy. It doesn't give you life. Matter of fact, the more you got, the more you got to worry. When, when the Lord gives you the blessings that he gives on the inside, can't nobody take it away. This is a supernatural because our God is, God does not expect us to live in the natural. He expects us to be walking over our troubles. How, how can I say this? We got to get to the place that even when the devil prompts us to do evil. <laughs> and watch it. He's not going to come with horns and the He's going to come as a person that you know. He's he going to get on your lap. It's that person who gets on your lap. 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 I add that up in this last long time, last nerve. <laughs> because he's trying to move you out your peace. Have you ever seen somebody that wants to get you upset? They go out their way. Hold on. Look past them and look at the devil. He's just using them as a pawn. We're looking at that person, and it's bigger than ever. That person does a puppet on the string. Matter of fact, did you know that people that, that's always trying to pick at you, they jealous of you? Hold on, hold on, hold on. See, some of us don't see us. Some of us don't see the, f the, the favor, the anointing. And you walking around at, acting like you don't have no problems, but you got the peace of God on you. And here they are losing their mind. Then they look at you and say, good morning. That irks them because they don't have what you have. Hold on, so you, hold on, let me prove it to you. Joseph is walking around with a coat of colors. That's in the natural, but in the spiritual, you're walking around with fa favor of color. You, your father gave it to you. And there's folks in the church who don't have it. There's folks outside of the church that don't have it. There's folks in your family that don't have it. Listen, they were family members. When you walk intentionally in the purpose of God, there's a covering on you. It doesn't mean you don't go through trouble. You go through the same trouble, but you handle it differently. You still have peace. You still have joy. You still have a cover. You still have an expectation on God. So you don't 
talk like them. You don't think like them. Because you know your God's coming, coming to see you sooner or later. Why do you think he left us here so that we will be a witness of his goodness? Isaiah 43 talk to Israel, but it's really talking to us too. He says, he says, though, though, he says, by 43, oh, my eyes don't went bad. See what happened when we turn older? <laughs> he, he says, but now, this says the Lord, who created you, that he created me. If he created you, don't he know everything about you? So he knows every detail of what you need. Which, which means that he is so personal with you that God treats you not like everybody else. He treats you according to how he made you. One of the reasons why we, we're not walking anymore because we don't trust anymore. He won't give you when you're not looking towards him. When we think that someone or something else or we can handle it, he lets you handle it. Some trouble are intended to get our attention because if, if, if we keep on heading the way we're going, the devil's going to destroy us. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The devil don't have to just destroy you physically. He can make you lose your mind. And we are in danger all the time. But most of us don't know it. We live life like gay, sirrah, gay, sirrah. What will be, will be. And some of y'all done said that. And that's a saying from the pit of hell. When, when you begin to say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Lord, help me to trust you more. And begin to put your faith in God and even in his word, even when it at first don't seem like it benefits you. <laughs> hold on, hold on. If I take a seed and I want the seed to go, guess what I got to do with it first? I got to bury it. I got to bury it in, you know what fertilizer is? You know, the, the, the dirt that's in the dirt? Before God can cause you to grow into who he has called you to be, he has to bury you first. In the burying, then he has to water you. It creates heat and pressure. The reason you have to do that with the seed is because the outward covering has to pop. Do you know what God has to do with our flush attitude, our selfishness, our sinnerness, our, our, we, we are able to do it ourselves. He got to put enough pressure until that pops. In order to give, listen, God can't bless the flush. 
because the flesh is opposed to God. It listens to the devil. So what God has to do is put enough pressure on you and me. That's why he said to them, though I take you through the fire. Well, if you're the God, why did you take them through the fire? I had to. But I'm going to keep them in it. And they're not going to be burnt. I'm not going to let them burn up. Matter of fact, they won't even smell like smoke. Some of you, you don't look like what you've been through. You don't act like what you've been through. If you would tell your story, people wouldn't believe your story because there's no longer no evidence of your story. Uh, am I talking to somebody? Matter of fact, if you really tell them everything, they wouldn't believe you. Why, they would look you up and down. Nah. But God, but God, we weren't that good. We, we wasn't that strong. Somehow, God kept us in the midst of it and brought us through it and gave you a testimony. He said, he said, you're going you to be overwhelmed by sin. Listen, we, we say this all the time. God will not put on you no more than what you could bear. You need to read on. You stop too soon. That's what we want to hear. That is not keep reading. He says, wherewith he will make a way of escape. Well, Jesus is the way of escape. He, he has to put more on us than what we can bear. Otherwise, we won't run to Jesus. I thank God for him breaking me. I thank God he made me run to Jesus. I thank God he put more on me than I could bear. But I ran to my help. I ran to my strength. I ran to my peace. I ran to my joy. That's what that song is saying. I gave you this. I gave you that. I gave you this, that. Because I realized I couldn't handle it. Huh? Huh? When we get wise, before we get overwhelmed, we give it to him at first. That's wisdom. I tell you, I don't know something wrong with me. I walk around all day. Lord, as my day is, so be my strength. Lord, be my joy. Lord, be my peace. I say it in the morning, but depending on the day, I may say that 20 times. You know why? I need it 20 times. <laughs> From our standpoint, that's a sign of weakness. From God's standpoint, that's a sign of strength. Matthew chapter 5. Think of verse 3. He said, blessed is the poor in spirit. You know what that's really saying? 
Blessed are those who recognize how weak they really are. <laughs> okay, let's, let's switch that. Cursed is those who think they're strong. Listen, if we're blessed by, being, by recognizing that we need him, when we don't recognize we need him, we are walking in a curse. You was not made to handle it on your own. You wasn't made, you were made to be connected to your father. Jesus says, I don't say nothing unless the father say it. I don't do nothing unless the father do it. Everything I say, the father's downloading it into me. And you think you can handle it? And I think I can handle it? I look back now and I see some of the dumb stuff I did. I said, Lord, forgive me. Lord, thank you for keeping me. You kept me from myself. Thank you for the doors you shut for me. Thank you for the doors you didn't allow me to walk through because my dumb butt, I, 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 I will walk. Oh, he's been good. Now that I look back and see it from this perspective, nobody but God, no, no, nobody but God has kept us this far. The more God turns on the light, the more you recognize how much in darkness we have been. Hold on, let me, let me explain, let me explain, let me explain. Those that are not saved has no light. We that are saved have some light. And the more we seek him, the more he turns on the light. Can I scripturally prove that? Isaiah was already a prophet before Isaiah 6 happened. What the light coming on more was him in church. That wasn't her, his first exposure to Jehovah God. That was more exposure. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was God saying, you don't have enough light to carry me where you want me to go. Let me get a little bit more technical with you. Some theologians believes that there was three Isaiahs in three different dispensations because his prophecies is so tremendous that he even names a, a foreign king that was going to help Israel called Cyprus. They say his, his writing grows, but when you grow, your writing grows. What makes me think is only one Isaiah is, one is, is can't God name people if he want to? Can't God give you prophecies since he knows the beginning and the end? But what, but what, but what, 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 what nails it for me is he keeps saying, holy God of Israel. What God showed Isaiah was his holiness. 
And throughout the book of Isaiah, he keeps saying, Holy God of Israel. Let me explain. You can't take my vision and run with it. You got to get your own vision. What is needed is that we need a greater individual view of Christ. See, I can tell you what I see, but that won't motivate your running. What it should do is make you hungry to get your own vision. See, each of us individually, I can only preach to you, but I can't show you. My job is to give you salt and make you thirsty, to make you want more, to make you want to see more, to make you say, I want to know the God of the Bible that Pastor Venice is preaching of, because what he's talking about, I don't see that yet, but I can't show it to you. You got to get it for yourself. Oh, oh, oh. My job is to make us hungry. It's to make us thirsty. And my job is to trouble you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me just stay right there. If my preaching don't trouble you, then something is wrong with me or wrong with you. Y'all get me? See, I don't know about you. I'm troubled. Every time I preach, I'm troubled. Matter of fact, what I'm doing is passing on my trouble to you. Because what God is saying to me, you got to keep digging, Tracy. You got to keep praying, Tracy. You got to keep seeking me, Tracy. Tracy, you're just scratching the surface. So, so, so if he does that to me, guess what I'm saying to you? Keep seeking him. Keep chasing him. The Lord is your strength. The Lord is your strong tower. The Lord is your peace. Uh, see, see, we, we, many people have been sitting in church comfortable. Comfortable. You might be saved, but are you sanctified? Sanctified is when it keeps getting better. He said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hold on, hold on. Not one taste, but the next taste is even better than the last taste. Every level, you get a new vision. Oh, oh. He wants a church that's on fire. Not casual Christianity, but where you done caught hope. I take that back. Where he has caught a hold of you and it's good to you. Oh, somebody said, somebody said, I don't understand. Well, keep seeking him. Because he says, when you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. And once you get a taste of him, you get the cake helpless. You get, you start shouting all by yourself. You start saying, I know he's faithful. I know he's good. Listen, trouble will introduce you to a higher level of Jesus. Oh, yes, it will. Oh, yes, it will. God on purpose will put us in a spot 
Well, mama can't help you. Daddy can't help you. Nobody can help you. That you have no other choice but to turn your eyes to the Lord. Here he is. King Hezekiah, the prophet just told him, your sickness is the death. Now hold on. Since God knows all things, then what God was saying to him, saying, in the place where you at, in the spiritual position you at, this is on to death. It moved him. It, it, stirred, it, it, it disturbed him. He said he turned his face to the wall. <laughs> and he started praying. Lord, I'm not ready to go yet. Lord, I still want to serve you more. Listen, listen, listen. It, and Psalm says that before Isaiah got out the door, God turned around. So God said, God changed his mind. No, he changed Hezekiah. Do you see what I'm saying? God will put you where you recognize you need him. May, may I ask you? May, may, may I ask you? Do you have an expectation of the Lord on the table? In what direction are you looking in? Who do you expect to fill the hole in your soul? Isaiah 30, verse 18. It says, there we go. And therefore, the Lord earnestly waits, expecting, looking, longing, to be gracious to you. Therefore, he lifts himself up that he may have mercy on you. Showing loving kindness to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be Envy. Why envy? Because when people see your favor, they want it for themselves. Are all those who earnestly wait? Hold on. Did you catch that? Come here, Ezekiel. And I hear the verse says this. It says, I searched the land. I searched for someone that was sensitive to my spirit. That would, that would set up a hedge between my wrath and my people. I just needed one person. I just needed someone that would call my name and trust me. I was waiting so that they could let my mercy flow. But because nobody chose to call on me, then what I don't want to do, my holiness has to do. You know what he's saying? He's waiting on us. Oh, somebody didn't get that. 
He's waiting on you. He's waiting on me. How is it that we will go someplace else before we go to the Lord? How is it we call it 1-800-Second-Line? How is it we're reading the horoscope each morning? How is it we're reading fortune cookies wanting them to tell us the future? Don't you know? Haven't you heard that our God is God? Our God is a mighty God. Our God is a right now God. Our God is a loving God. Our God is a merciful God. He's the God that created everything and he went to the end and he moonwalked to the beginning and said, let it begin. Guess what? Your blessing is waiting on you. Your help is waiting on you. Your joy is waiting on you. Your peace is waiting on you. Your security is waiting on you. Your help, your support, your justice, your everything is waiting on you. It's in his hands. Say that with me. It's in his hands. It's all in his hands. If you just go to his hands so that he can open up his hands. Now, well, hold on. Hold on. The problem, the problem with you and I, we come with our hands closed. Oh, it's filled with other things. Randy, come here. Come here. Why does it have to be a fight for God to take what's not good for us? Why does it have to be a fight for God to take from us our attitude? Why, but why does it have to be a fight of God taking from us questions that he don't have to answer because he's God? How come when God is tugging at us and we know it's God? Hold on, we know it's God. Paul, it's been hard for you to kick against the goat. Who, who are you, Lord? It's me, Jesus, that's been trying to get your attention. I've been trying to turn you around. I got purpose for you. I got work for you. I want you to be my witness into the world. I would be with you if you just let go of you. Don't you know you can't handle it? Matter of fact, the reason you made it this far is not you holding on to what you holding on to. My grace and my mercy. My grace and mercy been covering you even though you're still in you. He said, but if you begin to look up, if you begin to put your hope in my word, your expectation 
on his character. If you begin to take your eyes off of people, off of stuff, and look over the hills, we will cover for your help, because your help cometh from the Lord. If you keep your eyes on the Lord, he will keep you in perfect peace. If you just pray and make supplication, then give thanksgiving. Peace will keep your mind and your heart. If you recognize that the Lord is your shepherd and you shall not want, he'll make you lay down in green pastures. And yet, though you walk through the valley of shadow of death, he is with you. And he will anoint your head with oil. Hallelujah. 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 Let go. Let God turn to your neighbor. Let go. And let God. Let 2024 be you letting go. There are some things that if we don't let go of, if we don't forgive, it's literally going to kill you. He says to the nation of Israel in Deuteronomy 30, he says this, this day choose life or death, blessing or curse. He said, I set my blessing before you, but it's your job to choose. It's amazing how gracious God is. Even with our stubbornness. <laughs> well, let me make it with my stubbornness. <laughs> but when we see him through the right lens, he loves you. He wants the best for you. Our, our blessings, our joy, our peace depends on our decision. How we put our faith, our, our, our dependency on him literally controls the vow of the peace, joy, favor, anointing that we walk in. You can't fake this. And I realized that it wasn't God holding back on me. It was me not trusting God enough.
It's learning to let go. It's learning to cast it at his hand. It's learning to wait in faith with expectations on a table where you don't see nothing, but you train yourself to look up and say, I know you good. I know you love me. I know you are for me. I, I know all this is going crazy, but I don't look at that. I look to you, and when doubt hits, I look at Jesus on the cross. Because there's no greater evidence how much God loves us. Let's turn to your neighbor and say, he loves you. Paul said this. He said, I received. That means that you open up your heart and let it in. Some of us, our heart is closed. So it's right there, but you won't. Lord, today, at home, if you open up your heart, you can, you can do your arms like this with me. I, I will receive. I will receive from you. I will receive your love. I receive your salvation. I receive your deliverance. He loves you that much. It says, if you open up your mouth and confess Jesus, who died for your sins and rose again, he will save you right where you at. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To those that are in the house, I got ministers that will go against that wall right there. And, and, and you wait after service and, and they will be there they will talk with you. They will minister to you. They will pray with you. Hallelujah. Randy, come take us to the throne of grace. Will you stand where you are? Stand. Touch with somebody's hand and touch and agree. The word of God says, where there's two or three gathered together in the midst that he is there with them. As we touch and agree together, supernaturally, the presence of Jesus is touching and agreeing with us. That's power. Say right now, I agree with the word of God. Father, even now, Lord God, we come unto you right where we are at.